There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning into the Wednesday edition of the podcast. We're sort of thankful for each of you that are listening. We'd like to welcome our homeschool families closing out the year. I know my own daughter's only got about a week and a half left. And every time we get done the shingle house, she is supposed to be done school. And so we certainly are hoping and praying that she's done. And then next year, Nathaniel will begin preschool, and my wife will have her hands even more full than ever. And so we certainly are thankful for that. But thanks to each one of you that listen. Thank you for the support us. And we recently hit a milestone on the podcast. That milestone that we hit is the fact that we had 20,000 downloads now on the podcast. And that's a blessing to us to know the folks are listening, folks are hearing, and we never, never imagined we started this. We just never imagined we'd have even half that many downloads, or that many people listening. We rejoice in that. And so thank you for listening. If you do contact us, listen, we're glad to hear from folks. So if you hear the podcast and you hear us talk about this, just send us a quick note. Let us know you're listening. Maybe you'd like to just let us know you heard something that helped you. And can I say more than anything else, if you see Jesus Christ in these chapters of Job, would you just let us know about that? I don't know. We've had some already reach out to us and uh, some have already uh, given instruction concerning these things, and uh, they've exhorted us concerning that. I had a young man who's recently been converted contacted me last week, and it wasn't about this, but it was about Job, but it was because of the podcast of uh, being instructed to believe what you're reading. He saw Jesus Christ in Job chapter 2, and uh, how we rejoice in that. We thank God for that. And so I certainly hope that you'll reach out to us. You can contact us via text, email, or phone call. Don't forget the meeting this weekend started in Shingle House, Pennsylvania. Uh, we're certainly looking forward to what the Lord is going to do on Sunday and then also throughout the week. So pray for us. Pray that God will use this uh, meeting not as a springboard. Uh, this meeting is a meeting at a church that needs help from God. And my family needs help from God. And it's a mutual understanding between us and the church. We're there to help each other. But more than that, that sinners will be converted and uh, that saints of God would be strengthened, would be edified, and the word of God would have its course. And so we're certainly looking forward to the meeting. Pray for us there. We're going to be in Job 17 today. I don't think I can get this done in one, but I was going to try. But again, we see Job is continuing where he left off in Job 16. And can this be Job? Can this be Jesus Christ? Again, I say yes to both accounts. He said, my breath is corrupt. My days are extinct. The graves are ready for me. Could that be Job? Sure, it could be. But there's so much more that he says here that begins to add strength to the argument, begins to add strength to what we've preached on this podcast. And it's looking for Jesus Christ in Scripture. To be honest, when I started the podcast, I thought we'd go through some Messianic Psalms, go through about 20 Messianic Psalms and be done, and then maybe go into some epistles and study the book of Romans. But no, the Lord has stuck us in this place now for a year and a half where we have just looked at the Messianic prophecies. We've looked at Jesus Christ 
in the Old Testament. And rest assured, let me tell you this, I have learned a tremendous amount about the Word of God in studying for this podcast. I've seen Jesus Christ in places that I think some people still think I'm crazy, and that's okay, but I believe it's Jesus Christ, and I believe this place, I can prove it's Jesus Christ. And, uh, and and that's a blessing that God would reveal his son to me. What a joy that brings to my heart, that God would show me his dear son in Scripture, and I could rejoice in the goodness of God. In the volume of the book, he said, it is written of me. And oh, thank God, I have the volume of the book. I have all 66 assembled Scriptures in one divine book in the English language. Perfect. It's pure. It's holy. And I thank God for the Scriptures he's given us. And verse 2 adds strength to the yard because he said this, Are there not mockers with me? And doth not mine eye continue in their provocation? Lay down now, put me in a surety with thee. Who is he that will strike hands with me? So again, there's that covenant, there's that bond, that surety, that striking of hands. For thou hast hid their heart from understanding, therefore shalt thou not exalt them. Now, why would Job know that? How could Job know that? Job is speaking of his friends here. Job is accusing his friends here. I don't believe he is. No. If he were accusing his friends, he wouldn't have the right to say those things. It certainly wouldn't be divine. It wouldn't be holy. It would just be floundering. Not that God's going to give him some divine insight for his friends. But he said, if he that speaketh flattery to his friends, even the eyes of his children shall fail. He hath made me also a byword of the people. And before time, I was as a tabret. And so, we just see this kind of in and out with Job. We see places where it absolutely is Jesus Christ. We see places that could be Jesus Christ. We see places that, you know, and again, it's are you convinced in your mind? Has God convinced you, yes or no, this is Jesus Christ? I'm not going to be heard or offended if you go to Job 16. And as that man I spoke of yesterday, he said, I don't see it there. I just don't see him. I wouldn't be offended if somebody told me that. I wouldn't be offended if somebody said, Brother McVeigh, I think you're nuts. I don't see Jesus Christ in any of those prophecies. That wouldn't offend me one bit. But the joy that comes from preaching is when you do know that there are folks that have seen Jesus Christ in Scripture, have believed the Word of God, and then they find him someplace else. And, you know, you have to act like you know. And I, I've been saved 26 years now, and uh, I've been preaching, I guess, for 22 years now, a little over 22 years. And so you have to act like you know these things. And, you know, a novice comes up and says, you know, I saw Jesus Christ here, and I saw this. And they go, you've seen this before, right? And you just kind of smile. And, no, you haven't seen this before because it's the unsearchable riches of Christ. And uh, the most ignorant, and when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and took knowledge of them, what? That they had been with Jesus, 1 Corinthians one twenty six. for you see your calling, brethren, how there are not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen. Yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. I'll tell you what's wrong today. So a lot of folks get a little bit of education, and in the power of their flesh, they think they got wisdom. And they got a little bit of smarts based on a book, and they think they got some wisdom. Or they read after good authors, and they think they have some wisdom. They have an education. They have a good church. And I don't know how many people, oh, my, even in the best of churches, there are people that are so proud of their church, like because their pastor is a man of God, that they are godly. And, you know, they just boast on their pastor and boast of his wisdom and boast of his education. And they themselves, and I go in churches, and they're 
you say something slightly contrary to what their pastor teaches and the people all gasp and look at him and just immature, just babies. And, you know, you see those things and you want to go, but have you seen Christ? When did you strike out on your own? When did you go out on your own and try to find Jesus Christ? When did you go out in the wilderness with God and find God out in the wilderness and apply him to your life and to your heart? When have you had that walk with God? Very few people have had that walk with God. Very few people, but yet God will give you that walk. God will give a lady that walk if she's willing to go in the wilderness. And people will find out that, the, listen, not many noble, not many wise, not many wise after the flesh. But yet it's, it's the foolish things that confound the wise, the foolish things that God has chosen, that no flesh should glory. And by the way, my flesh will take all the glory it can get. My flesh loves a pause. My flesh loves glory. Boy, if you tell me, oh, Brother McVeigh, you're right about Job 17. This is wonderful. This is great. Oh, you've helped me so much. This is a, you know, oh, my flesh just eats that up. Yet, however, there's not many people that have ever gone out there and even tried to find Jesus Christ, tried to find it. They're just content to sit there and stew in whatever's being tossed out from the pulpit. And most people know about, about as much as they get from the pulpit every week because they don't take time to study. They don't take time to seek God out. They're taking time to search God out. And yet the marvelous, wonderful work of God is hidden in the scriptures for you and I to find in scriptures. That's why it's unsearchable. And he has, he that made me also a byword of the people, verse six, before dies of the tabret. Right? Mine eye also is dim by reason of sorrow and all my members are as a shadow. That man of sorrows comes into play here. Upright men shall be astonished at this and the innocent shall stir up himself against the hypocrite. The righteous also shall hold on his way, and he that hath clean hands shall be stronger and stronger. Now, that clean hands is one of those bywords of honesty and integrity in the word of God, because the word of God speaks of those clean hands. He speaks of Jesus Christ being delivered by the cleanness of his hands, and that's in Psalm 18, where he speaks about that. And Psalm 18, he says in verse 17, he delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me, uh, for they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. And then there's a semicolon there. According to the cleanness of my hands, hath he recompensed me. So that cleanness of the hand speaks volumes of Jesus Christ. But as for you all, do you return and come now? For I cannot find one wise man among you. So Job, again, is speaking to his friends here. He said, my days are past. My purposes are broken off, even the thoughts of my heart. They change the night of the day. The light is short because of darkness. And then he says, if I wait, the grave is mine. What is the grave is mine? Mine house. Why? Because that's what awaits all men. Job is speaking here, I believe, he spoke to his friends, he's speaking to his person, he's speaking of the grave awaiting him, it is his house. I have made my bed in the darkness. But then he says, I have said to corruption, thou art my father, to the worm, thou art my mother and my sister. Again, we see Jesus Christ mingled all through this. I am a worm and no man. What is in hell? It's where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And I know this people say, well, those are the worms of hell. There's that's why the worm dieth not. But no, what he speaks of there is the soul that never dies. Man is a worm. The son of man is a worm. That's why the worm dieth not. It's eternal flame. And that's why so many have erred in doctrine concerning annihilation and 
temporary hell and, and purgatories, and they don't believe. But the worm dieth not. There's no death in hell. Death is forever. And hell is forever. And you don't just perish in hell. No, you're in hell. And yet you're going to be in hell forever. You're going to be suffering forever, all eternity. He tells us that according to Scripture. That's why I said, thou art my father, to the worm, thou art my mother and my sister. And where is now my hope? As for my hope, who shall see it? They shall go down to the bars of the pit when our rest together is in the dust. And Job is he who spake of rest. He spake of that great rest that the Lord will give. There the wicked shall see some troubling. There the weary shall be at rest. He speaks to the prisoner. He speaks to the bars. He speaks about going down to the dust. Job is speaking of death. Is he prophesying of Jesus Christ? Yes, he is. Is he speaking of himself? Yes, he is. Look at it either way. Why? Because Job is going to the grave. Jesus Christ's body went to the grave. Jesus Christ's body went to the grave. But see, the next time Job speaks in Job 19, he doesn't leave Jesus Christ's body in the grave. That's why the volume of the book is written of him. That's why Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and was buried. And after three days, rose again according to the scriptures. Because in Job 19, when we get there in a couple of days, Job has Jesus Christ coming out of the grave, has him being delivered from the grave, that is according to the scripture. So again, Job, a great prophet of God, in his own calamity, absolutely, is he going to the grave? Yes, he is. Is Job going to hell? No, he is not. Is he going to the place where the bars are? Yes, he is. Was Job in paradise when Jesus Christ arrived there? Yes, he was. Did Jesus Christ go and preach to him there? Yes, he did. But Job knew who he was because Job would prophesy to him. And so when Jesus Christ crossed over and went into paradise where the thief was in Abraham's bosom, where Lazarus was in Abraham's bosom, and Job is there in Abraham's bosom, and there he comes, and Jesus Christ comes, and there's Job, and Job says, this is he who I spake of, this is he who I prophesied of, and Zechariah said, hallelujah, and Daniel said, blessed be the name of the Lord, and Malachi said, there he is, and all the prophets stood, and Jeremiah wept, and Isaiah rejoiced, he longed to see his day. That's when Jesus Christ, when Jesus Christ preached to the prisoner. And Job prophesies that he speaks of those things. And tomorrow, the Lord willing, will back off from Job's prophecy, uh, go into, of course, a little bit more of the, the speaking in Job 18, and then Job 19, again, towards the weekend, maybe even next week, we'll see the resurrection in Job 19. Stay with us on the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This is our Wednesday edition. I pray the Lord will give you a good church service tonight if you have midweek service in the house of God. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manassa Community Baptist Church. 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. 
Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption calleth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glory.